Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite Off, where this week we're pitting the entire cast of Dragon Ball Z and My Little Pony against the Monster Court of Appeals. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I am Evan Morkaw. This movie sucked. <laughs> the movie was bad. This movie's really bad. Uh, I'm not actually sure there's, like, a bright spot to it. No. I'm not sure there's anything you can look at and be like, oh, they made a choice. Like, oh, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. Uh, there's not a single redeeming thing. It's not offensive. Is that nope. is that something? That's something. We've Yes, we have seen much worse than this. Yeah. Not our worst one. This is, of course, Monster Mash 2000. <laughs> this is an Italian-American direct-to-video animated musical comedy horror film directed by Guido Manuli, starring... <laughs> Sorry, I just read that the Wikipedia article needs additional citations for verification. <laughs> and also, some of the article's listed sources may not be reliable. Good thing we watched the whole thing. You can find this on YouTube for free. Someone made it six parts so that in between each part, you can jump in front of a train and then come <laughs> back and watch the next part. This stars just a who's who of very famous American animation and uh, anime dubbed actors. We've got David Sobolov as Frank. Uh, you might know him as uh, he's he's played Drax the Destroyer in basically any kind of animated Guardians of the Galaxy uh, thing. Yep. Um. We've got him as Frank. We've got French Tickner as Drac. Uh, another another very big actor. Uh, if you've ever have you seen uh, Jinro the Wolf Brigade? No, I have not. Oh, it's an excellent, very uplifting and fun and not depressing movie. Oh, I believe you. Also from Bionicles Three, Web of Shadows. Also, the amount of overlap these actors have, as you said, My Little Pony. Mm. Uh, also, I believe all of them have been in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the animated show, and some That's version so... of Transformers. Huh. Yeah, they really nailed children's TV in the '90s. Yeah, we've got Tabitha Saint Germain as Chicky, who is a, who is Chucky. Um, she has no joke. Her Wikipedia page for herself, for her credits, is seven lines long for all of her roles in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. <laughs> Not seven parts, seven lines of characters that she played in this. Not counting also the thousands of My Little Pony spinoffs she's in. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we got Scott McNeil. Uh, very famous voice actor. If you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z you and the American dub, you've mm -hmm. probably heard him. He is Piccolo in that. And, and that's the only good part of the movie is them, I think, right? It, it, well, yeah, and it, you can't even say it's their work. It's just the no. fact that they cast them. Yep. They, they, hey, they, whoever the casting director was came up with some great actors. Absolutely. And none of them do good work. <laughs> I would rather talk about any of their projects. I think even My Little Pony, a show I have zero experience with, I would rather talk about than this movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, I can't say I have no experience with My Little Pony. I must admit that my sister, my older sister, big My Little mm. Pony fan. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're the youngest, you only get to watch what they watch. So, yep. uh 
<laughs> I have watched some My Little Pony in my day, and I can totally confirm that there are several episodes of My Little Pony that are significantly more compelling than this. I'm sure. I bet most of them are. Oh, without a doubt. The stakes are way higher in that. This movie... Oh, wait. Speaking of family drama, unimportant, mm. but mm -hmm. I would rather talk about it. Did you see about the Honey Boy thing with Shia LaBeouf? I did see about that. Absolutely insane. Totally batshit, but somehow makes significantly more sense. Yes, yes. If you're not aware, uh, Honey Boy was a movie written by Shia LaBeouf, starring Shia LaBeouf. It was about an actor, a, a child actor, and their father, who was Shia LaBeouf. And this was 2019, this came out? 2020? I think so, yeah. Early 2020? Um, this was entirely sold. All of the marketing and press that Shia LaBeouf did was, this is autobiographical. I've changed the names, but this is what it was like with my father. And this was a big deal. Everybody was talking about this. And I'm with you. I remember being like, I feel like I would have heard about it if Shia LaBeouf's dad... I've never heard of Shia LaBeouf's dad. Right, exactly. He was never portrayed as a villain before. And then this comes around and you're like, oh my God, this man. Like, he turned Shia into what he is today. He is responsible for so many of his problems. N nope. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes out literally like two days ago. And it, at time of recording two days ago and is like oh i made that up it's it's completely it's completely made up and i like he, he's like i feel bad about it but i completely lied about my father being uh like physically and emotionally abusive to me as a child and i made a whole movie about it and then i did a world press tour for a single year entirely bashing the man well, like what what the if fuck? you if you didn't know shia labeouf is fucking nuts Shia LaBeouf needs some help. Shia this LaBeouf is like really, yeah. This is like, in some ways, the craziest thing he's ever done, and also simultaneously the most like, on brand. I don't know something coming up with a way to turn somebody else into something that he can use as massive publicity and get a ton of award recognition for, and then ultimately reveal after he's won everything for it, it was a lie. There's so many, I'm a, listen, you're busy, you know, you've got a job and you audition and you, you do work on the side. No, you're a busy person. Mm -hmm. I'm a busy person. I'm in school. I've got work. Yeah. We do the show. We got a lot, we've got a lot of busy work. So when we sit down to watch something, right, I want it to be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. especially right now, it's like, we've got House of the Dragon. La uh, first two episodes of Lord of the Rings just dropped. I still haven't finished Sandman. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of stuff, really cool stuff coming out right now. And instead, I have to watch this movie about <laughs> the, Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein's monster aren't scary enough. So they get sued <laughs> in monster court. They get sued. And if they can't scare a normal American family, then they will be forced to perform at children's parties for the rest of their existence. I really want more of the politics behind this who elects these officials how do they come yeah. into power uh, how did dracula lose his power because he was once one of the heads of this uh sort of system i don't know um I, i'm interested in that i could go for like 
a like court politics version of the universal movies like monster movies absolutely but this movie isn't it (laughs) this is just bad i'm baffled by people's ability to in storytelling when they want to build out their worlds come up with things that are way more interesting than the actual story they're telling Mm -hmm. i literally talked about this last night jk rowling i think is the best example of this (laughs) Obviously, very problematic figure right now for good reason. Um, but in her books and in the movies, especially the Fantastic Beasts one, she introduced these really interesting concepts that she just never goes back to or does anything with. There's lots of things where she's like, this thing just exists. How did it happen? And it's like, how did it happen? Wait. Can I can I know about that? I, I want to know that yes. one. <laughs> The main example is always when she's like, oh, they made a new spell. How does that work? Oh, that's what a is... good call, actually. That would be fun yeah, to figure right. out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they just, they're, they're like con- that. well, because it's like, well, clearly it's easy enough, like, that Snape could do it as a student. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, it's, it's not that hard, obviously. It's a good point. How did Voldemort make the spell to make the dark mark appear? Oh, yeah. How did he, how do you do that? Like, is it? These, these questions keep me up at night. Yeah, clearly. Because they're more interesting than the stories themselves. <laughs> and this whole courtroom drama, which takes up five minutes of this 90-minute movie, or this 60-minute yeah. uh, movie, mm-hmm. is more interesting. Because, like, the Grim Reaper is a ju- is just a judge. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, he's the no, lawyer. I was going to say, lawyer. he's the prosecutor. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> the pers- the Western personification of death is j- is just a lawyer. He could just be in suits. The the TV show suits. Yeah, absolutely. And the judge, the judge is a skeleton wearing a basketball jersey with the sort of like the judge wig on top, and yeah. we get no explanation as to what the fuck that is. Who he no, is he shows anything. up, judges this case, and then is like, I've got to go audition for the Harlem Skull Trotters. Yeah, great joke. That's a pretty funny joke. That one's pretty it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And so they do these things, and like the beginning of the movie, you're like, it's kind of interesting. You know, monsters are not scary anymore. Maybe this yeah. movie will kind of look at fear. Like, ooh, what does it mean to be afraid? The the monsters, the the big three, they've been sort of established as a trio, and they they have like a movie career where their scares yeah. have been put to film, and that is sort of how they've become sort of like pop culture icons. Interesting. Okay, they've documented their yeah. efforts. Something going on there. I want to know who filmed them. <laughs> you know, like, where yes, did the camera yes. come in? But these people are basically like rock stars and Monster Mash is like, they're a hit. Then they get old is basically the point of this. I mean, the Wolfman is balding. That's like a whole like part of this movie. That's that his the, whole character. Is arc. that the, the Wolfman is balding and then suddenly he's not. And his hair's beautiful again. Yeah. Dracula loses of- his teeth. That's great. They give him dentures in the end. <sighs> Which is, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Frankenstein just wears a fucking tank top. Like. (laughs) Frankenstein is the most like, I'm like, you just look like a normal guy. Like you just, what's your, I don't get what your problem is. You're just a normal 
person. I guess the problem is you are supposed to be a scary monster. Yeah. You know, the whole point of Frankenstein was that the monster was a horrifying monster man and we should all be really afraid of him. That was the whole That's point the whole of point. the book and every movie yes, about him. Yes, absolutely. That's how we're supposed to feel. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to like Nothing Oh, and the Wolfman too. Wolfman is yeah, Wolfman's not supposed to be this like this this uh horrible tr- tragic me- you know yeah. metaphor for the parts of ourselves that we can't control that everybody's got inside of them, but you've got to find ways to control no. yourself. No. no, it's not a metaphor no. for that. He's balding. That's funny. Yeah. Comedy. You don't have hair no more. That's funny. Comedy. This movie's so bad. So then they have to go and haunt this family and they, the rest of the movie sucks. They try to scare the family at the family's house. They utterly fail. So they invite the family to their castle and we should say the family is like loosely based on the Adams family to a degree, um, but like only sort of in look, not actually in action, except for the fact that the children are terrors. The The older daughter is just sort of like weird and annoying, but the son is like a mute whom is like a technological genius and... It, and whistles. That's his yeah, only way yes, of communicating. Yes, that's right. Sorry, he whistling. Uh, so they invite them to the castle. They have to scare all, all four members of this family. They start off slowly, eventually scare three, but they never scare the sun. The court of monsters sends my least favorite part of the movie. Freddy <sighs> yeah. D. Spaghetti, the king of carbohydrates, who is just a Freddy spaghetti from... version of Freddy Krueger and Jason. Yeah. Uh, Chicky, as mentioned before. Who's, who's both of them combined. Yeah. Which, like, has never had... They've faced each other before. Yeah. In a, I would argue, underrated movie. I Freddy versus Jason. I agree. But they've faced each other before. They've never, like, been the same thing. And they, in fact, are fundamentally opposite characters in a lot of ways. Totally. I very much agree. But they're just like, oh, it's both of them. He's got the scary Jason mask, but he talks and has the razor hands. He like, also like Freddy. has like Medusa Gorgon hair, but it's spaghetti. Yeah. And it's this... both snakes, acidic and explosive. Good luck with that. So is there something inside of him that is Freddy spaghetti or is he is he the is the collection <laughs> of noodles Freddy Spaghetti. I think the collection of noodles, because spoiler alert, later Dracula defeats him by eating all the spaghetti. That's true. Yeah. Actually, now that you think about it, that's kind of gruesome. That's horrifying. He He eats a man. He eats the whole body. Because I think drinking the blood is obviously gross and not cool, but like that's not ridiculous. That doesn't scare me as much. Dracula eats a man, a a sentient being. That's true. Like, no problem. No problem. Anyway, uh, there's also Chicky, who is a knockoff of Chucky. Chicky is actually maybe the most powerful character in this entire thing. Yes. Through her Chicky's, remote, Chicky's she can alter devil, reality. I yeah. Uh, I don't think that got talked about enough, uh, especially since the Wolfman beat her by, like, just destroying the remote. Like, yeah, I would have I would have thought this would have been like a Thor's hammer situation where, like, her power is inner and the remote channels it. But I guess not. Do you think this? Do you think this inspired the movie Click? Yes, I do. The movie Click. I do yeah. remember the movie Click. 
It's an all-powerful remote. This came out long before Click, too. When did so, Click come out? I feel like Click came out in, like, 2005 or something like that. I was thinking, yeah, 2006. You were very close. Uh, Yeah, this came out in 2000. Is this... that the beginning of the end for Adam Sandler? Absolutely. He I mean, was... it was until, like, Uncut Gems and stuff. Yeah. Uh... Then he took that, like, yeah, 15-year hiatus. From oh, my God. Yeah, things. I think Click. Yeah, because after that, he did Chuck and Larry, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Bad. Bad. Jack and Jill, which is maybe the worst movie ever made. And then, yeah, 2012 was Hotel Transylvania. Took a long time. And then, yeah, he has not done that many movies. Oh, this is a partial list. All right. Well, oh, my God, he has done a lot of stuff. Wow. Oh, I'm sure. How many times has he hosted SNL, you think? Anyway, what are we talking about? I mean, we should talk about the fact that he did have an incredible run, though. from like On SNL? No, no, no. Uh, as oh. an act, I mean, from his movies, starting with, like, what Billy Madison in 1995 and probably mm-hmm. up until click in 2006 he has a lot of hits in there man did you watch Hubie Halloween no I did not Was on good? Netflix no. I think it's pretty good yeah. actually oh maybe I'll check it out it's it's got all of like it's got kind of every Sandler person like mm-hmm. Kevin James comes back Ray Liotta Rob Schneider's there for a bit oh, I like that uh Keenan Thompson, Shaq's in it. Gets a lot uh, of Steve Buscemi, Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's fun. Do you have a favorite Adam Sandler movie? I'm justifying this by saying the fact that he's in Hotel Transylvania, and thus we can talk about Adam Sandler. Oh man, um, it's it's hard for me to choose. It's hard because he's so he's so specific. I think my favorite role of his is when he's in that brief cameo in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's in that part, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, "I collect art. I'm a I'm a fam, a real person." That's pretty good. That's pretty. I good. I think that's very funny. I mean, Uncut Gems is like is one of the most stressful things I've ever seen. Incredibly, I think I can only watch that movie once. I've watched it once and probably never again. Only seen it once. I yeah. I'm like, unless I'm showing to someone, I will never watch that movie. God, you know what we should do. See how many tangents we can go on this episode? Yes, and I think we're doing great. Uh, I'd also like to say we could totally do a podcast that about movies that you only watch once. Like, Mm. what are those movies? I mean, all the human centipedes. Yeah. Most of the saws. Honestly, I'm only ever going to watch Joker once. Yeah, I don't feel the need to rewatch Joker. Never going to watch that one again. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. (laughs) Um... You can only watch one part again. <laughs> you can break oh, it up into four chunks. if I can only watch one part, it'll be the shortest one. Which yeah. one's the shortest part? I don't know. Our last monster who comes in here is uh, the it just just the Queen Alien from Alien. Yep. Aliens, whatever. Yeah. Um, this movie is so fond of ripping off every everything is a ripoff. Like you said, the family is the Adams family. The monsters are obviously the monsters. The new monsters are all ripping off, like, contemporary, new mm-hmm. horror movie monsters. Even though, I mean, the Alien Queen at that point would have been almost 20 years old. Yeah. Is that 81 that came out? Yeah, that seems right. Something but around there? Actually, maybe older. Or was it 79? I was going to say, isn't Alien 79? Yeah, Alien 79. So When's Aliens, though? Alien Queen wasn't an alien. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, Aliens is 86. 86. Oh my God, it's a big break. Yeah. That was that big. Yeah. Um, this whole movie loves to rip things off without understanding what made them good or interesting or uh, fun. Yeah, exactly. The best part of this movie comes down to the final showdown when uh, mm. the. Uh, what's his name? Is it Spike? 
What's the mm-hmm. name of the youngest kid? Um, Spike is the son. Yeah, Spike. The uh, only name I know. <laughs> Spike, whom we'll later find out, is sort of a monster expert. Um, uses this potion to give all of the original monsters their sort of powers back at full strength. He gives teeth to Dracula. He restores Wolfman's hair. He zaps Frankenstein with a bolt of lightning. And they have a climactic showdown between all three of the new monsters versus the old monsters. And by far the best part is the fact that the old monsters, uh, Dracula in particular, Dracula like summons a bolt of lightning and takes away all the color. And suddenly it's a black and white movie again. And they defeat them soundly. They go back to court. That's cool. Yeah, that part was cool. Uh, They go back to court. They reveal that they, to the Grim Reaper's surprise, they accomplish something much scarier than scaring a family. They scared a monster expert or whatever, and they show that they defeated the other monsters, and Spike is like, yes, they're good, and they live happily ever after and start a theme park. They start a theme park. They make a new... Well, no, they don't make a new verse for the Monster Mash at this point. There yeah. is a new verse for the Monster Mash, though. Yes. Um, It sucks. Yeah, it's bad. And we're not going to repeat it because it's unholy. Yeah, we would not do that. The best part of this it. movie, I would agree with you, is the final showdown. But the best joke in the movie is the credit sequence. <laughs> which, if that doesn't tell you how bad this goddamn movie is. During the end credit sequence... Evan and I both thought we were losing our minds because you're watching the movie and they're singing the monster mash and they got, they did kind of the classic movie thing of they had a new band come in and re-record the famous song from the movie. You see this all the time in the two thousands. This started the trend. Actually, this began that trend. Everybody (laughs) copied this movie. They come in and they're singing this song over clips from the movie. Some are clips from the movie. Some are like, here's what they did after the movie. Blah, 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 blah. Dun, 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 dun. And then you hear a voice say, what the hell is that? What is this? What's going on? Do we get a new band to do that? They got way too much energy. We need we need more energy. What are, what's going on here? And then they, they stop the song and they start playing a new version of the song by a different band. And this mysterious voice of, I I have to assume is God, capital G, <laughs> starts talking more. And this joke goes on for six minutes. It's, and they change the title song like five times. That's it. That's it. It's the best part. It's the best part of the movie. And you most people aren't going to see it, nor should you really wait no. around for it. But no. my goodness, I, I truly, uh, I was right there That's with Daniel. Awesome I thought I was joke. like, wait, what's going on? Who's, who's talking right now? I had another web page open. I thought it was an ad on another page. It was funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And the showdown between the monsters is good. If the whole movie had been this, like, I, I, I think you can have an intelligent, like, conversation about culture, even in a children's movie. I think yeah. that's fine. Yes. And normal. You could have had this whole movie be this interesting conversation about what used to scare us, what scares us now. Why are they different? And and an interesting thing, I kind of forgot about it. The Wolfman has that line about old villains versus new villains and what the difference yeah. between these monsters are, which should be the through line of this movie, right? Where he's breaking down like the difference between like inner demons and outer demons, what scares us and what what scares us actively versus what about uh, ourselves scares us. And then, you know, 
uh, sort of like myths and legends and how they come to populate the mind and then we put them outward and like so on and so forth and he has an insightful answer that is um again that should be the point of this movie uh within a kid's context but because kids no. get it yeah these kids like especially watching some of these dracula movies that are meant for kids some of them it's like it's bullshit because kids get it and kids are way smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. And especially movie studios do not give kids enough credit. They'll keep up and they'll understand things. And that's the real secret to Disney and Disney Pixar movies is a lot of them, you know, in their own Disney way will tackle really mature subject. I feel like every major Disney movie since like Brave has had a parent die or be in mortal peril in the movie Mm -hmm. or a parent figure will die. And they have to kind of address that. Mm -hmm. And this movie just comes in and they're like, we got to scare these kids. What are we going to do? And it's just the monsters like, boo. And the kids are like, I'm not scared. Take my picture. (laughs) And that's the whole everything. That's the whole movie. Yeah. It's bad. Don't watch it. Major spoilers for Moana. The very end of Moana, the whole monster, quote unquote, that they think they've been fighting is actually a good guy, but she's forgotten who she is and she has to remember who she is. Yeah. And then she becomes a good guy again. What an awesome message to send to kids. Yeah. That sometimes people lose their way and and they just need to be reminded about who they are and they need a little bit of faith and a little bit of comfort shown to them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. This movie, the theme was the kid was scared of the old monsters so much that he couldn't talk. But then he saw the shitty new monsters and then he could talk. Yeah. And also, if you're balding, you're a failure. (laughs) Uh, I... Same message weight, I would say, right? Yeah, absolutely. These are equivalent. Same emotional stakes. Yeah. I'm sure kids learned a lot from this movie. What? That... Balding sucks. There you go. Yeah. Balding sucks. They got that. And you're a loser. Yeah. You got to get another child to give you a magical potion to revive your hair. Obviously. What they don't talk about is the fact that Spike is really just an incredible dermatologist. Okay. He's been working on this cure for years. Yeah. Let's right, rank I'm him. Agree. I'm agreeing with you. That was, a... <laughs> that was not meant to be that serious. You're right. Yeah. D- oh, God. Okay. Let's rank him. All right. It's a bad movie. I'm done talking about it. Charisma. Uh, I don't think he has much charisma at all. No. No. This... We, we are told, in fact, that he is no longer yeah. energetic or scary or charismatic. Yeah. I. I this guy's. This guy's like a two exactly what i was thinking there's just not much going on fashion sense i watched this movie two hours ago and i've already forgotten what this guy looks like i watched this on normal speed oh it was bad (laughs) yeah it's bad the purple bow tie is a good call he's got a purple bow tie a red cape the whole cape is red yeah black suit tapered yeah it's looking good but then a yellow shirt yeah the yellow shirt is what did it for me i agree it's the yellow shirt. I think if he'd had a white shirt, I think the purple bow tie would work. Yeah, I totally agree. But the hair is fine. I don't care that he's got a receding hairline. No, not at all. Because I don't judge people like that. Monster mash. Yeah, the shirt kills this. Uh, I I think this is like a three. A three. I like that he goes for the red cape, and that's Ooh. about it. What do you think? I love it. You want to give him a I little agree. bit? No. Okay. Okay. Nope. Yeah. No, three. I agree. It's a terrible outfit. Bad. Intelligence. 
Mm. Oh, this is an interesting one. Hmm. I, th- I think he's actually, this is, you got to kind of work through this a little bit. What are you thinking? Where is your mind going? Well, this guy's got to have a ton of money in the bank because he's opened a theme park in that castle after establishing a career as a TV star. And a musician. And a musician. I mean, you get you get bits of the concerts and they've they're packed. All right. Even when they're past their prime, they're packed. And apparently they are packed on one song. I mean, that's impressive. Did he write the Monster Mash in this universe? Uh, yes. I think so. Or did because we never see Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Or did the skeleton dog. Did you see that? We didn't talk about the skeleton dog. We didn't talk about the skeleton dog who narrates everything yeah, and the, also is the one who sings Monster Mash in the movie. It's kind of weird. But then when I it cuts to him. the concert, it's Dracula singing. So let's give it to Dracula. Uh, they give the ghost dog, the ghost skeleton dog, he has one bit, which is his body keeps walking away, leaving the head floating. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, okay. Classic. That's fine. We've seen you it. You know, I guess. Yeah. Sure. We've, we've seen that before, though. Um, I think this is... It's definitely higher than his fashion sense. I think the, I think the stock portfolio has to be good. Yeah. I, I just... I want to see what he's done with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think your point about the amusement park is pretty strong. They built a roller coaster very quickly and have also imprisoned all the monsters that they've defeated. And this castle cannot be zoned. Yeah, it's absolutely for, true. Like, this thing is barely zoned for residential. Like, he, this is not a business zoned area. No, he he totally murdered somebody to make this thing happen. Um, <laughs> he murdered a county clerk. Yeah, he murdered a county clerk <laughs> to make this happen and then signed it off that it was good. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is if I think he's smarter than last week's Dracula. Because mm. last week he gave him a five. We gave him a five because we couldn't tell either way. Yeah. I think he's below it, but I think he's like a 4.65. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking a 4.5, 4.6. He's like just, yeah. just below. Just below. Clearly uh, he's done some things right. Combat score. Not too bad. It can't actually. be too bad because he destroys the spaghetti guy. He literally eats him alive. Hold on. We're going to see how many people kill count that Jason and uh, Freddy, Freddy. Krueger have done. Are you going to combine their kill count? Um, I'm Well, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious, too. Uh, All right. He also, we should say, this guy's got a fair amount of powers. He's got yeah. all the classic powers. He can turn into bats. Pretty big bat. He's got hypnotism. He can fly. I mean, he can turn into like a literal poof. He can just go poof and disappear. So he's got a fair amount going for him that in another world, I think, would really help this combat score. And again, he he eats all of Spaghetti Man in like five seconds. According to the Nightmare on Elm Street fandom, Freddy Krueger has killed roughly 42 victims total in his movies, okay. which is not that many. Honestly, I was expecting it to be higher. Okay, Jason actually has taken... The most victims between Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers. Really? He has killed close to 200 victims, mostly because in Jason Takes Manhattan, he sinks that boat with an unknown number of people on it. Ah, okay. 
So we're going to say around 240, 250 people. Around 250 people, which I think all of, well, okay, taking out Dracula Untold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's got to be more than, I think, literally all of our other movies combined. Probably. Maybe take out Blade Trinity. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely goes for it. And he really goes for it. It's hard to tell in the Batman versus Dracula because there's a That's lot true. of them in that. But Very he doesn't kill them, actually. They all ah, shit. Castlevania. Okay, well, never mind. Through. My metaphor is terrible. But he's killed a good amount of folks. Yeah. Yeah. This Freddy this one, it's like this spaghetti is, is pretty. Yeah. He's a competent killer. Yeah. In a kid's movie. Uh, in a kid's movie. Yeah, and he can do a lot. I think I think this guy might push to a six. Is that weird? I don't think so. He just can do a lot. Yeah, he's got a lot of abilities. We'll kind of get to it with the with the shape shifting in just a second here, but a lot of powers, a lot of abilities. Yeah, I think that shows up. I think it shows up. Uh he can shape shift into a large bat. Yep, we got bat, smoke. Smoke. I think we get bat and smoke. I'm not sure we get anything else in there. It's just that. Yeah. And disappearing. And disappearing. Not just the smoke, disappearing. Yeah, and disappearing. And that's a pretty great trio. I mean, yes. it's really not often that we get anybody who is going to score in this. Um, I think this could push for a seven. I think it's a seven. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Dracula Dead and Loving, it was that too. And he had the same amount of stuff. Yeah. I, I think this, this adds up. Um. The miscellaneous business manager. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. What were you going to say? And, and no, I, I was going to talk about the amusement park. So I think which he is the manager of and he's managed yep. the band for years. He probably is the one who managed the movie productions. Uh, I think that's it. A meta argument could be made that he's the one who made this very movie. Uh, oh, my God. You're so right. I think we can make an argument for that. And I mean, we can, so but we can't. Dracula murdered. Freddie and Jason turned it into a story, didn't know how to get through that part. So we turned them into one. No produce, no production company would take it on. So we turned it into a kid's movie and made it Freddy de Spaghetti. <laughs> Bam. He's brilliant. Up the intelligence. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> miscellaneous, maybe like an eight. Yeah, I think an eight is fine. He's, he's a businessman. Let's see that portfolio He's a through and through. Grand entrance exit. Oh. Um, none of them are good. Let's go at the entrance because during the song he opens the casket and lets a flood of bats come out first before revealing himself and turning into the giant bat. Good point. I do like that. Maybe a one point two. Yeah, it's a one point two, but it's something. <laughs> it's something. Uh, book bonus. That's the other title of this show. Book bonus is a zero. <laughs> yeah, it's a zero. Is a castle nothing. in Pennsylvania. Nothing. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, yeah point, point two. <laughs> two. He's got the bare minimum. Uh, humor. Mm. He's got like grandpa humor. Yeah, I was gonna say like a one point five to a two. Yeah, somewhere in that I like a one point five. He's not right. funny. He's cringy. Yeah, he's not ha-ha funny, but it is like, well, all right, Gramps, that was pretty good. Like this guy would be in the office. He's like a Michael Scott sort of like. Oh, okay, yes. Dracula yeah. on my mind. You laughing at him? Listen, thirty coming in with a final score of thirty three point five five. It could be way worse. <laughs> it could be so much worse. Where's he fitting in around? Let's look at let's look at him pictured. 
He is just below the bat. <laughs> um, he's kind of around horror of Dracula and to die for. Oh my God, you know what? I'd say the bat that he comes out in is roughly the same size as the bat in that mm. movie. Perhaps mm. he is a multi-dimensional Dracula who is using his ability to manipulate time, space. He took the remote from, Ch oh, <laughs> from he Chicky. He took the click remote. <laughs> and is using it to hop through dimensions. He is holy, the bat. Holy shit. We just made this movie so much better. This is the best version of this movie. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm kind of into his this world where he's the bat. I'm into this world where he is the explanation for everything. Like, the, yeah. of course he inspired Click. Yeah. He gave <laughs> Mr. Click, I forgot what his name was in that movie. He gave Mr. Click the Click remote. Yeah. He's Christopher Walken. Oh, my God. <laughs> the multidimensional Dracula. If we did, like, a Secret Wars-style Dracula event, he would be the one <laughs> who's pulling everybody into this world. <laughs> Oh, dude, a Secret Wars with Dracula would be awesome. That'd be... I don't even know oh, what... would be so bad. How they're, how they're battling. Are there, like, people in this world that they have to turn? Uh, Do they have to battle Michael Morbius? <laughs> He's summoned all of them because he can't take on Michael Morbius. And now we have 50 Draculas fighting Michael Morbius in a battle to the death. All right, you get three Draculas we've talked about. Who's your taking down Jared Leto team? <laughs> uh, well. Because he's smart. Remember, he's, we're told constantly in that movie he's the smartest man ever. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> uh, well, then I'm going to. Who's our, who's our smartest Dracula? God, who is our smartest that's, Dracula? That's the question. Um, our smartest is Castlevania. Okay, it's Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, <laughs> you got to pull in Castlevania. Um See, here's the thing. I think it's going to be all animated Draculas. I want Castlevania. I want the Batman versus Dracula. And I want those two for sure. And maybe I'll get one more. No, I got it. The final figure is the bat. Because he need, they need somebody who can take him out from the inside. Because he's got that horrible bat army that he summons. Exactly. In the one good part of the movie. And that one, our giant bat um, will be there to sneak attack. Hmm. I think I'm going to go, I got to go with Castlevania. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, mostly because I love the idea of an animated figure absolutely beating the shit out of Jared Leto. <laughs> I think that's very funny. I agree. I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go maybe controversial. Dracula 2012, released in 2013. Okay. No, that's that's a good one. He's, he's a good I combatant. think he's got a little something, a little special sauce in there. Yeah. Mostly, I think because the one advantage Michael Morbius has is clearly in the Morbius verse, vampires are good dancers. You're right. You're right. Matt Smith shows Matt us Smith's that a when you are a vampire... <laughs> You become a good dancer. So we got to have somebody who can counteract that. Dracula 2012. Yeah, sure. Mm. I'm into it. My last one, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Dracula 3000. And the, <laughs> I, I hear it in your voice. <laughs> Just let me. <laughs> this man's a freak of nature in Dracula 3000. Because not only is he a vampire, he's an alien vampire. 
I think I'm going to lure him in. I'm going to lure Michael in with Dracula 3000. Go, Doc, we've got another vampire. It's I'm Daniel, your lab assistant, Michael Morbius. You remember me from the movie. We've got this new vampire, but he's an alien vampire. How are we going to fix this, Dr. Michael Morbius? He's going to start examining him. Then I'm going to send in Dracula 2012, released in 2013. Distract him with dance moves. Be like, there's a there's a dancing curse amongst the vampires, and we don't know how to fix it, Dr. Michael Morbius. How can we fix it? Uh, and then I'm going to have Castlevania teleport his castle on top of him and just beat the shit out of him normally. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm shocked you didn't go Dracula and told and say we're just going to have a bat off. Whose army of bats Im- will win? See, that implies Untold could lose. <laughs> He's not going to lose. There's a lot of bats in New York. I bet there's a lot more in the weird, freaky mountains of Carpathia. That's true. That's a really good point. What do you want to watch next week? Um, Something better than this. I say that you a lot. You always say that. You always <laughs> say that like it's gonna matter, like it's gonna make a difference. Some somehow, some way, I hope that the world hears me, and just turns ah. Defula into a wonderful movie that <laughs> we can nah. watch. Nah, what's the point? It's not fun if it's bad. If it's good. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula's guest. Okay. I mean, a little, yeah. little interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. Uh huh. What's interesting? The actor who plays Dracula is has played uh, Leatherface. Oh, you're right. And was Zangief in the Street Fighter movie? Yeah. I also Andrew Barin. Uh, Bjarnarski. It's also interesting that Bram Stoker is in this one. Oh, is he in it for real? He is listed as a character. Holy shit, he's in it. Yeah. They brought him back from the dead. Whoa. Okay, this is it. It's done. They do it. We We gotta watch it now. Critical reception has been predominantly negative. Oh, right. (laughs) Not an ounce of it feels authentic, like an old PBS production by way of the asylum. Wow. Not an ounce of it feels authentic. Evan, bat him up. Could you beat this guy with a bat? We're talking about the the cartoon one, right? The cartoon one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could take him. You could take him? Yeah, I could take him. He might go poof I a think... few times, but he's an old man. I, I think I'd know where he'd poof into. You would div- you would beat up an innocent old man? This guy's, like, not innocent. I respect that. He's a piece of shit. He's Dracula. He's not innocent. We've talked about this. We don't view Dracula as a charismatic character worth, like saving we have two categories dedicated to his humor and his charisma but he's not worth saving so i'm gonna beat the fuck out of this old man with a baseball bat (laughs) i do love this idea of because like all of the main monster movies right this is this is our last little tangent this is tangent 13 i believe which means the curse is broken all of the main monster movies Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, uh-huh. Friday the 13th, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. They all kind of have their own version of a formula. Halloween is usually Michael Myers escapes, goes, kills people on Halloween night. Uh, Freddy is people having bad dreams. Uh, Scream also does the same thing. We're like, they've all kind of got their own formulas. I love the idea of just taking these monsters and putting them into a different mm-hmm. category, into it 
a different theme. Right. Like Dracula at a summer camp. <laughs> right? I think that like... Because like Texas Chainsaw Massacre works because the chainsaw is so damn loud, but they're in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Nobody hears it. If you put te- if you put Leatherface in like Haddonsfield though from Halloween, that's like a residential suburb. Like one, everybody's like, "What is that? Whoa, that's the loudest sound I've ever heard." So this is how you determine who's the truly greatest monster of them all. Who can succeed in the most different urban settings? I was, I was, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I also just Dracula at a summer camp. <laughs> no, but Dracula specifically versus horny teenage counselors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Because like, I, because you, I like, whenever I see Batter Up, I always envision you with a letter jacket and a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. It's like you in a castle. Can you track down and defeat Dracula with this baseball bat? <laughs> that's what plays out of my head every time. But I'm like the castle home field advantage. Yeah. A small sleepy summer camp <laughs> and you're like hiding behind a tree and dracula's like i'm going to get you and you like duck out behind <laughs> and it's like hit to the gut hit in the back knock him down and you're like that's why i'm on varsity baby <laughs> that's hilarious that's awesome yeah i like that sort of the one two trio stomach back snap back. it over the tree stab him through the heart bam Ooh, or is he hard enough that if you like hit him on the back, it would oh, it'd break itself. You. Yeah, the skin's hard enough. Bam. He's like, yeah, hit him on the back, flip it upside down, stab. That's actually really cool. That's we good. Save that yeah. for our movie. Remember this. That's actually really cool. For when we handle a baseball, it can be like a shovel. Yeah, like the end of a shovel breaks off and he stabs him with. It. Exactly. That's, That's awesome, good. Actually. That's good. That's really cool. See, something good did come out of this podcast. We, I all, we always say we don't have anything to talk about, and we always talk for fifty minutes about these <laughs> stupid movies. Wow! This time we had the witch's curse to break. Yeah, with our thirteen tangents. <laughs> thirteen tangents. That's not our fault. <laughs> I will be leaving the show today. Ah, uh, no! I'm just gonna summon the Grim Reaper to take me out, man. <laughs> I'm just be like. Take you to a place worse than hell. Yeah. Court. <laughs> hell court. That's hell a court. fun TV show. That idea, is a fun actually. TV show. Yeah. That hell sounds like order. it sounds like it takes place in like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We are like one Dick Wolf production away from they're all representatives <laughs> of people in hell. Like, yeah. we, like that is the next <laughs> he can't law do and anything order. Else. Law and order satanic victims unit. <laughs> I also love it if Buffy has become like a judge and like old Buffy has become a judge residing over this. Yeah, she's like, I could kill monsters or I can punish them in the real place of punishment. I can make a real difference. The American Court of Appeals. Dun dun. (laughs) Dun dun. I'm so in. How are you leaving? Uh, I'm going to ride that roller coaster at the end, man. I ah, think it's fun. That's a good call. That's a good call. I'm going to stick around for a minute and ride that roller coaster. You can make fun of the spaghetti man as you pass by. I'm going to have some of the spaghetti man. <laughs> I haven't had spaghetti in a while. I miss spaghetti. Watch out. Those snakes can both melt everything and explode <laughs> everything and are also snakes. So good luck with that. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, we will see you next week for Bram Stoker's guest. Wait, Bram Stoker's Dracula's guest.
The guest this weekend is what the hell is this thing called? <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula's guest. Okay, wait. Okay, so sorry. Grammatically, does that mean that Dracula's guest? Dracula is a guest of Bram Stoker, <laughs> yeah. and Dracula has a guest. Or is Bram Stoker Stoker Dracula's guest? Or yeah, is like the apostrophe s. Bram Stoker is, is Dracula's, Dracula's guest. guest. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Okay. I think it's that one. I think it's that one. We're going to find out next week. Tune in. It's weird that Mina's in this movie and that's who Bram Stoker's hooking up with. That's strange. Spoiler. That's like when Stephanie Meyer was at the wedding in Twilight. That's <laughs> weird. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. Good night.